There's a great and a bloody fight around this whole world tonight. In the battle, the bombs and shrapnel rain. Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down. But our union's gonna break them slavery chains. And our union's gonna break them slavery chains. Hello, welcome back to our podcast with Fanfare. The popular game of a post-apocalyptic wasteland, ML of Pony, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm joined once again with my co-host Weird for the final chapter of the of Project Horizons. Say hello, Weird. For the sake of tradition, this being the penultimate episode of the first project, I will have to insist that you address me correctly just once as Grand Emperor Generalissimo, Lord High on the Throne, Wellington Rex. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> oh man, hi folks. We're on the uh we are we are on our second last episode Project Horizons. The the whole reason why we did this podcast in the first place. We are on the last two chapters. We are before we hit the epilogue and do our final wrap-ups. Isn't that exciting? We've been doing this for like a like longer than a year. Mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, incomprehensible oh man christ uh i don't even know what to say uh except for weird you should tell them what happened last week should i should i really <laughs> do they really need to be burdened with that um we got off again like this is a blessing and a curse on the one hand um Deep in the recesses of my brain, they know better than to store any of this shit. Like, it's it's just toxic waste. <laughs> it's, it's immediately, like, vented uh, and disposed of. Uh, but on the other hand, I have to do this show, and that means... So they got off the moon rocket. Did they? No, they didn't. Are they still on the moon rocket back to they're, Earth? They're still... They're still getting yeah back to Echo. Okay, okay. It was it was it was all on the moon rocket. It was it was a it was a moon rocket adventure wherein like because the um uh, uh third person of Matron was broken, they jury rigged um Blackjack's meat puppet like now yes. now sort of a living corpse of Blackjack is in the rocket with them. <laughs> they just uses a Wi-Fi router. Yes. It's still alive though, so there's just like it's just like a blank, uh, unblemished blackjack that's just kind of like sitting there drooling in the corner. Yeah, he doesn't wander around and chew on things mindlessly. Like <laughs> just like I hope so. Again, this is one of the many things in this fucking like disaster that like in a better. In the hands of in the hands of an author, this would be great. This would be like this is very like Lex, uh, dark, uh, uh, dark comedy sci-fi kind of shit. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that like she just more or less goes undescribed. Like it's it's just used she, as a she's... convenience. Uh, okay, yeah. So we watch things going on on the ground while they're in the moon rocket. I'm not going to yes. fucking talk about anything that happened in the Moon Rocket because it just hit my brain like a brick uh, with with a lead filling. Uh, uh, shit happened on the rocket that um, has uh, no, as far as I can tell, bearing on the actual story. It's just there to, to make Somber hard uh, in his pants. I didn't need any part of it. Yeah, no one does. Uh... The society was bravely defended by its slave population, uh, who were sent to like be be slaughtered unarmed for the sake of their uh, uh, their governing betters. Anything else? Like uh, um, a psycho psycho sang a song. A I'm really so sad nice that we didn't come up with a dismissive nickname for her that stuck. Because like, I mean, the problem is, is we could not possibly think of a dumber name. Than Psycho Shy? Correct. 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 It was just impossible. Yeah. Let's reflect so. on all the classics we've had. <laughs> 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 two that spring to mind are Horse Pool and, uh, 
and uh, Horace Bronson. Who exploded doing a rider kick. But yeah, the only other things that really happened was like, Golden Blood bought the farm, uh, Leggett got beat, essentially, uh, a bunch of zebras got uh, hacked up, and like, that's it. Stakes are so high that if they don't win, the world's gonna be over, so none of this really feels like it matters, and there's a lot of like, tedious bullshit. And speaking of tedious bullshit, uh, I'm gonna get into the into the final chapters. So I decided to do another double bill because chapter 76 is incredibly short by this standard. It's only about 20,000 words and really is only like a staging area for for the events of the final chapter. It kind of feels like um, like it, it's its best comparison is like in a video game where like, you know, you, you're given your like final mission. And so it's like a bunch of running around to make sure that like you can do the final mission and like trying to tie up loose ends. That's more or less what, like... Sephiroth has summoned Meteor! We must go to, to Mount Final Boss and... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just give me a month of reading Chocobos, and... I gotta go collect every pine cone. Yeah, uh, so, uh, chapter 76 is called Paying the Price. It opens up with Blackjack and crew, uh, falling at the Earth at an incredible speeds. Their ship gets cut in half by a laser, which really should have just been the end of the story because of re-entry would have just melted them, but whatever. I believe they just kind of, like, surf a piece of the fuselage. Like, there, there's a weird thing about them, like, I think they lose Blackjack's clone body at some point during the uh, during the thing. It's, it's one of those things, like, I, I, I should have probably sat down and, like, actually wrote notes on, but I just kind of forgot uh, whether or not, like, that goes anywhere. It, it's, uh, I don't know, like, I, I think the preface this, this sort of chapter is it's a lot of, like, business as usual. Like, this really doesn't feel like the end because, like, I mean, I've talked about this before, but, like, the story was always kind of meant to end, like, to never end, really. Like, just to be, like, kind of pushed into infinity. And, like, it kind of, like, Sometimes it's hard to believe because it's like, well, stories need to have ended. Because he keeps escalating mistakes and making it bigger and bigger when, like, if you're going to have a thing go on for infinity, then you need, like, more or less a slice of life formula or, like, yeah, you need you need a very clear, uh, repeatable formula. Like, you need you need to, like, lull the audience into into a comfortable rhythm and, and have some sort of, like, stake resetting mechanism. Like, you need to... Uh, you need to do it the Marvel way. Yeah, um, of having I was a looking... homeostatic world that like I forgot in my notes. I literally just wrote down chapter seventy six is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just nothing. It's a blank void. It's it's like okay, so like to to kind of like summate this chapter uh, really well is it's blackjack crashing down onto the earth. Uh, every and every single person like more or less every single faction she's met so far kind of getting a chance to interact with her and be like awestruck by the fact that she's a giant alicorn goddess now uh, to really hammer home that like perpetual plot line of everyone talking about how cool blackjack is. It's now become like physical and literal like her, like people worship her so like so much that she's just become a God out of necessity. It feels there's a lot of reconciling and dealing with absolutely goddamn everyone there's a ridiculous thing that gets said by one of the characters that Big Daddy is probably not dead and he faked his own death somehow because he's done this before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a parachute, you see. Carry on the torch, my sons. No, not like that. Give it back. <laughs> There's this like really bizarre... There's one of those, there's, there was a, like, subplot that I honestly yelled at the, like, screen about, which is, like, what are you doing? You don't have time for this. Where uh, Blackjack having Luna's soul in her is starting to, like, corrupt her and turn her into Luna slowly. Where she's, Jesus. like, more of her aphorisms and, and memories and stuff like that. And, like, we don't have time to deal with this. This is a plot thread that, like, doesn't have enough time to re-resolve. It won't matter. It's It exists just to have a bunch of, like, meaningless fluff that, like, does everything in its power to one-up the original story. Because, again, we, we gotta remember, like, that, that would be disgusting and confusing and frustrating, 
But we've long since come to the realization that that's working as intended. Like that's uh, yeah. that, that that feeds into the the core goal of of the the artistic project. You made this. I made this. There's there's a bunch of like dumb things that I kind of forgot happened basically at the end, and for some reason thought they happened way earlier in the. Because there's like a part where like God, I'm trying to think of a way of explaining this without it just being massive spoilers for the next like book we do. Or like in Fallen Equestria, but what, whatever. For complicated reasons, uh, uh, let's just just explain. They throw a sun at the evil brood forces somehow. At one point, there's also like a lot of there's a lot of like ridiculous bullshit uh, spent on. Like they're given like the mother box that like controls all of the brood, and there's a lot of like hemming and hawing over whether or not they should kill like all of the brood, and like. That decision is kind of pulled out of their hands because they give it to Blackjack because, of course, they do. Because why would they trust anybody besides Mm -hmm. Blackjack? But also, like, it's given out of their hands because, like, we find out that the Brood have been, like, starting developing personalities, which has been kind of set up in previous chapters because they started talking. But the explanation behind it is bonkers. And basically just the the explanation is thus. The Brood are blank slates. But there is so much ambient soul just kind of floating through Hoofington that if they complied with a blank it will give them elements of the personality of that person that that was a soul into the brood and they're starting to develop cognizance and sentience because of that so like this all just feels like a really weird and unhandy way of handle like uh, tidying up the idea that like once the eater of souls is dead there's going to be like a whole bunch like it's going to explode like a solcano because it's just it's in a previous chapter um uh in a previous chapter it's established that like the eater doesn't like process the souls like it doesn't like use them for anything it just eats them like it just collects them in its stomach so it's just a giant reservoir of souls uh, which means that those are going to have to all have places that they, they, they need to go. So this is all just a really convenient way of like doing something that doesn't matter to us. Yeah, presumption is eventually they'll reincarnate or like, like yeah. Why wouldn't you want to prefer to shunt them into the orb force? Um, uh, <laughs> because that would be because the, the mythology of this setting is really poorly established, so we don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Oops. We're also like handed a bunch of multiple like. We, like, I was talking about it just being like a video game again, where it's just like, we were just straight up just handed all of the, like, multiple endings through various characters that all give, like, different decisions on how to, like, deal with the eater. Because, like, uh, the robots come up and they're like, here, you could use the EC-1101 to just reprogram the Eater of Souls into being dead, essentially, and you can use its, its it to make a super city. And, like, that could have just... Apparently, we could have done this at that at any time. So, like, the EC-1101 is just at the last second. The one ring again, like, it's just, it's just back to being super important after fading into irrelevance for so long in this story. Uh, it just becomes the master key that solves the problem. But it would be... Blackjack, would be now a- is the time of the choosing. Do you wish the red beam, the blue beam, or the green beam? <laughs> It really does feel like specifically Mass Effect 3 because of the huge emphasis on like, well, you can take control of them, but that would be evil because you're enslaving their their sentience to do so. Even though like it's an evil creature of pure malevolence, like whatever. Uh, and then we're handed uh, Golden Blood, like, you know, one step ahead of everyone foresaw that he was going to die. So he's like, here, here's a silver bullet and Trottenheimer's Folly. Use it to shoot the Eater of Souls to death. Um, so there's our destroy ending, as opposed to our enslave ending. But oh wait, we got one third story, but before that, I have to explain what where Blackjack has been. So along this story, uh, Blackjack is trying to get to the Collegiate because she's figured out that Glory's alive and she wants to get like to her. A lot of there's a lot of like getting delayed by other people and talking about how cool Blackjack is. And that's super cool and fun and awesome and great and definitely my favorite thing. There's also a ridiculous uh, side plot with Lacuna, sorry, Psalm, where Blackjack forgives her because, of course, now that she's also Luna, she has the capacity to absolve 
psalm of her like personal sins, which is like maybe the worst way to handle this entire storyline. And the concept of taking a religious person who is like deeply troubled on a psychological way, uh, and like has invested a lot of their morality into into their religion in a very deeply like traumatized way, and then like showing up and being like, "Hi." basically i'm god or like i'm essentially just a member of the church no biggie don't worry about it is just like a deeply irresponsible way to handle this entire situation like not by not by the characters but specifically by somber to write it like this that like, i don't know i'm 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 burnt uh pretty solid sure. at this point. like like at this like point i i don't i i can't get worked up about it because like He's because he's he's now laid his cards on the table in terms of like the explicit, the most explicit Jesus metaphor. Most people, their Jesus metaphor is pretty, pretty thin. Like it's okay. They're a hero. They're a good guy who came back from the dead at one point. And that's about like that's uh, about where it ends with sort of like Morpheus or or, or whatever else uh, Snyder's Superman. But this is very, very, like, specifically Jesus uh, allegory in that there are only two characters in this entire story. Only yeah, two two things know. with agency. I, wanna, uh, I still like want to reel it back. And, yeah. Um, and I, my, my issue is specifically, like, the very, very, like, contrived way we got here. And that, like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, this is one of those things of, like, wishful thinking. I wish this was a better story than it was. And I specifically wish that, like, I, I wish that this story didn't, like, I wish Somber wasn't such a hack that didn't understand that, like, Psalm is wrong for thinking the way she does. Like, she's wrong. Like, she's, she, she is, she is mentally ill in, like, a, in a literal sense. Like, she is, she, she hinges her entire sense of morality, like, kind of fake religious dogma that turns out to be a lie. And she kills a whole bunch of people. And she's using that kind of as an excuse to, like, like compartmentalize and push the blame away from herself. And, like, but, like, the story doesn't understand that. So it's like, no, no, you actually need to be absolved. So here I am going, like, no, you get a freebie. And, like, that's just, like, such a bad way to handle this as, you know, from a story perspective. It's, it's also supposed to be a thing, too, where it's, like, also Psalm forgiving Blackjack so Blackjack can cry over all the terrible things she's done, as if, like, Psalm had any authority to, like, absolve Blackjack of her sins, or that Blackjack ever actually cared about any of her sins, or trying to make up for them even a little bit, and the story not going out of its way to tell us that Blackjack was never wrong ever, and every single a a action she ever took was always the correct and most um, empathetic and merciful one so it's just it's it has nothing to do with like the jesus allegory that's getting me riled up it has everything to do with the fact that like it's not even just like i want to have my cake and eat it too it's like no i want to have my cake and eat it too but also tell you that i didn't have a piece of cake you you don't understand no there's no cake it didn't it didn't exist in the first place it, it's just it's just there's no atonement here and there's no reason to atone the characters because the story contrives that they were never really guilty of anything in the first place. Because for the most part, the author agrees with the actions the character has taken. It's really only just the social contract of the fact that they did bad things is why like, they feel they should be punished. Not that they actually seemingly care about it at all. And that's sort of my sticking point with this stuff. And why I wanted to like, kind of focus. I, on I, it I, I think I, I feel the need to try and clarify. I, I, I sort of bring up the, the the Jesus allegory a bit because what I'm trying to say is that I am I am so cynical at this point that it doesn't uh, have much effect on me because um, uh, 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 um, I've completely forgotten her name. Psalm uh, uh, is a meat puppet. She is a non-entity. <laughs> like, no, like, sure, I, I get that, but I'm just, I'm just, I, like I'm saying, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm just not engaging with, with that. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, is, I'm, is what I'm saying is, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let us, let us, for for the sake of sanity and the ability to like talk about this at all, let us presume these are agents. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not talking about it from a solipsistic like the world is a gray wasteland with only blackjack in it. 
kind of way. I'm talking about it from the perspective of like, yeah, the, no. the, the, I guess earlier in the podcast when we cared about these characters more, uh, kind <laughs> when of we vibe. thought they were characters. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm engaging with like this is kind of something of a stealth Fi's writing corner. Don't do this kind of stuff. Yeah, but like it's 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 only really just kind of like I really just wanted to point it at the end because like this like like all other things in the story this absolution isn't earned and shouldn't be in the story at all so why bother putting it in anyways uh moving along blackjack uh and uh goes to meet glory what i've been told about this scene is that this scene happened because the editorial staff uh at least someone on the editorial staff like really argued against just killing glory off by getting hit by a nuke like, this scene is very contrived and still kind of mushy. Um, I'm honestly just going to reinforce that I would take it over just her getting, like, annihilated in the story. Like, just obliterated in a literal sense. She she is she is removed from the story in the most ex- ex- excessive sense. But yeah, so they talk with Triage for a while, and who gives a shit? Triage is just a better, terrible doctor that shouldn't be a doctor. Uh, that's her whole character. BJ goes and sees Glory, has a very minor fight with her uh, her dad, who is like, uh, whatever, who cares? He's mad because, because Blackjack led her on this path of death and is suitably upset about it, but at the same time, like, who gives a shit? Glory is super drugged out uh, right now. And like she's she's you know, she's only got like maybe maybe days at the best. And they gotta like they basically like unplug her because they have to they basically have to plug her and Blackjack into a VR space because that way Glory can have a final like conversation with her uh, yeah. in lucidity. Uh, quick pause. Uh-huh. Does 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 the story acknowledge at all like uh, this is your fault you led my daughter on a path of death? Uh, were you the one who signed the authorization for her suicide mission? No, it, it never bothers me. <laughs> It's it's it, the story has always been everything is actually Blackjack's fault, but also yep. it's not her fault. That's the whole story. But she goes into into the orb dimension as as she often does, and has a conversation with, with Glory. And like I said, this scene is mushy and bad, but like not for sentimental reasons. Because personally, personally, if you're gonna kill the character off at all, having a last moments between her and and, and Blackjack. I think is more important and better than killing her off in like white hot fire because Somber hates this character. This, this is a very well-known fact about the story. Somber has been doing like Somber just wants to get rid of them, rid of them at all times. Uh, so having like this scene just feels so much like having to twist, like it fe- you can feel the editorial staff having to twist Somber's arm to get this scene out at all. And they still kind of just make it a really shitty utilitarian like conversation that's really not really uh, there, there's a there's a sentiment in writing that like all writing should be like fruitful all writing should uh, progress a story towards its end that's not always one hundred percent universally true and I think in some cases when you're trying to do something like a sentimental romantic relationship between a pair of lovers who this is the last moments that they're ever going to have between each other. It should be a little bit more like sentimental and romantic than here, Blackjack. Here's a third option, and you don't have to kill anything. Uh, given like a multiplayer, like video game choice at the last second, and that's the bulk of your conversation. Really like gutting to me personally. Like I've talked about before that like it's you know I've had to make very mixed feelings of these characters over the entire course of the story. My my particular like gruff with this has a lot to do with the fact that like unfair it is to these characters to like write them this way because this is the last moments between these characters and it's just it's so shittily done it's so like half-assed 21 has given is is given so much more obvious emphasis in his dying moments uh than than glory ever does and it sucks but she basically is like she makes some dumb quip about like her heart like Blackjack has a heart, like like a heart, a heart of moonstone, which is a hint for something later. Uh, which like is another one of those moments that's supposed to sound like a corny, like romantic line, but like in the like diegesis of our of our of our setting, uh, moonstone is like soul cocaine. So like 
It's not quite the like mushy it's, line. It's a it's a hell of a it's a hell of a thing to tell somebody. <laughs> this is our, our last our last chance to talk. I really got to tell you, you have a heart of pure cocaine. <laughs> I've, I've, I've always thought that your bloodstream was by default fifteen percent horse. It was fifteen percent. Uh, mafia. But yeah, so this scene sucks. She dies. Blackjack is sad about it. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm more. I'm mostly just moody about like how how flippant and 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 grotesque. I like. It's. I don't know. It's kind of like hard to communicate why this scene bothers me more than like all the grotesque bullshit that the author does. I think it's mostly just because it's like it's, noted queer it, ally. Yeah, noted <laughs> queer ally is doing like the bare like. They're doing so much less than the bare minimum in this scene because they just really just want them out the fucking door. And that's part of what it just really, really bothers me about it. Uh, but yeah, we get like one scene with so Charity. long, good luck with that end of the world thing. thing. Uh, time to die in the orb dimension. There's one last dumb scene before they get to the end of this chapter with Charity, which is pointless and stupid. It's supposed to like kind of reflect the relationship that... uh blackjack and charity has where like charity uh makes a quip about like you owe me all this and like uh all this um this is like you know this this tab that you, that you can't pay off because uh, she like rattles off all this stuff but you can pay it off if you save the world and it's supposed to come across as this like cute like uh i might be an evil capitalist but i'm making an exception for you blackjack like it's supposed to come across as obviously way more cheeky and endearing between the two characters but like Boy, I just hate Charity. Like, she's just the worst. I've, I've never wanted to drown a child so much. But yeah, and then the, the end of the chapter is, like, Blackjack having to, like, basically p- pick who's going to come on the suicide mission. Because they're, like, given, like, a mine cart that they're going to, like, use to go underneath the city so that they can go to, like, so they can go to the, the, uh, the eater and fight it. And, like, they're just picking off a bunch of people that, like, now you won't survive. And this is, this is your, like... Uh, these are going to be your uh, last moments of life. Uh, they end up with like Glory's dad, Lancer, Psycho Shy, uh, Crunchy Carrots, the, the the former head of the Steel Rangers, um, robot specifically Sweetie Bot, the the like sex robot, who is God. Uh, okay, so there's a really weird thing about the writing about Sweetie Bot in this particular chapter, and it's something that I kind of forgot about until a second. Where like Sweetie Bot is still like she's like kind of cognitive it's really weird like it's a very com like it's it's this thing that we've complained a lot about about the story where like the story really likes to have it both ways where like people are redeemed and also like killed uh at the same time and like something i just caught with this at this last second is that there's a lot of like there's a lot of implication given with the dialogue that sweetie is still basically cognitive just reset back to her like factory standards i guess but she still has more or less all the memories of being Kongatim, which, like, is another one of those things that's, like, deeply fascinating to me personally because of the nature of, like, robotics and morality and the idea that, like, you can hit a switch and, like, reset a person back to, like, they, where they can maintain all of their memories, all of the things they've done, but they're now, like, not evil at the switch of a button is a really like interesting concept to me that is just not explored <laughs> then, then at all. Read the webcomic classic Bob and George. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just oh, a really oh shit. Mega got switched to evil. Oh damn. <laughs> just a really Wait, what's the bascot? Stupid and evil. Oh. <laughs> I guess we leave it on stupid. It's just a really strange uh, uh, bed of lines in this. But anyways, um, there's there's it. I don't know. Like, I, I think there's could be something kind of interesting done with it, like relating to like the robot equivalent of brain plasticity. If you took the the whole of somebody's memories and then plugged it into a perfectly amnesiac version of themselves, without any of the like brain structures generated by trauma, and you just gave them like an ex- like a, an experience of having been that person, like just just the facts of that person's life. Uh, all lined up like like watching you, it from a movie yeah you probably wouldn't wind up with the same person like like you know, like you 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 gave like somebody without any like traumas that, that, that shape their like 
reflexive responses to things uh, and gave them all of somebody else's memories. Like, what sort of person do you wind up with is an interesting question. Yeah. This story, I'm sure, does not even begin. To. <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, even even that might be just be slightly reading into it too much. But, like, there is, there's, like, they make jokes about, like, uh, her being, like, back to, like, you know, back to her secretary and not mwahaha evil self and like bad writing like that the story's writing is just god awful but like like it's it's something that like this story is wholly unprepared to deal with is the idea of like we have our main villain but like they're good now uh because we set them back to sex secretary mode anyways so chapter 77 all in uh oh christ what the fuck is so this is the ending chapter. This is this is essentially the final chapter of the story. This is this is the the ending before the epilogue, where the epilogue really is the real ending, uh, and we'll get to that uh, in a second. But like, this is supposed to be the ending ending. Like epilogues aren't supposed to be endings. They're supposed to be like basically denouement or denouements. Yeah, uh, winding down. Like uh, this this is supposed to be the ending, but like. There is nothing that indicates that this would be anything besides your average run-of-the-mill final arc of a book. Like, this just feels the same way every other final boss fight feels. It's just as shitty. The stakes are just as uninteresting. Uh, the, 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 the plot is just as contrived. It actually kind of becomes this weird meta-commentary on itself in a weird way uh, that we'll get to in a hot second. But first of all, we got we have this stupid, stupid scene where like <clears throat> Blackjack and crew are like riding down the rails, they're fighting robots. Uh, there's a lot of weird, crazy Eldritch stuff, which admittedly like the Eldritch action scene fight stuff is still pretty fun. It's just like in service of nothing, so I don't really care very much. And it's you know, of course, it's a you know the stakes are higher as, as possible, and it's the end of the story. So a bunch of characters are killed up to ratchet up the last minute tension. Uh, like Crunchy Carrots gets killed. Uh, Lancer gets killed, not that we give a shit. Uh, Sweetiebot electrocutes themselves to save the day at one point. A lot of kind of hokey stuff like that. Uh, they fight They fight the Legget for a long time, again, because Legget isn't actually dead, he's just a meat monster now. And <clears throat> who cares? He just yells oh, at I them. certainly don't. <laughs> uh, he he, he kind of just loses because he, like, tips his hand and reveals that, like, he was only really working for the Eater for his own selfish reasons, and the Eater is just like, Fool, you're my puppet, and just absorbs him into his meat self. Because I guess the cool eater is a big meat monster as well, too. All right. Uh, <laughs> but after that happens, uh, I'm going by the, through this really fast, but it's just kind of like, please. <laughs> what else is there to say? They fight a big monster. It happens. Uh, a bunch of people die. There's a there's a motif in this where like every time uh, someone dies, like intellectualized, like. The dealer is back somehow, even though Echo's been dead for a couple of chapters now, and is like rattling off like every person that's died to add more to Blackjack's feel sadometer. Uh, Blackjack eventually like stops the crew, and she's like, "Okay, I need to go and do this on my own. You all have families you need to get back to, and this is like, and basically just kind of revealing that like none of this mattered. You didn't need to come with me. It was a stupid point in the first place. Uh, so the rest of them fly off to go." live their lives so like psycho shy lives on and stuff like that uh, stay tuned for her relevance in the epilogue and uh blackjack uh leaves to go fight the uh the eater of souls but first uh we get a stupid fucking scene where blackjack confronts the dealer and is like so you're not just echo uh what are you and and it's like oh i'm i'm bigger than echo i'm bigger than the the program i'm no I'm no ghost, I'm no uh, I'm no program, I'm no uh, relic of the past. I'm the wasteland personified. I'm, I'm all entropy and loss. And it's like, mm. one of those things where like, the moment I read this, I'm like, uh, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask this on podcast, but like, is this something that's just like directly stolen from Deadlands? Because I think it is. Uh, not really. The closest thing I know of in Deadlands lore is the Reckoners. I was gonna say, like, I, like the... I was gonna say, it sounds like the Reckoners which are just made of, like, they're, despair. They're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, their goal is to um, drag the Earth into hell because they're powered by fear, and they want um, they want to turn all the material world into deadlands. That is to say, suffuse it with so much fear that 
the the divide between uh, the earth and hell is is nil. That they're yeah. basically the same place. Yeah, that's that's more or less what this dealer is. Oh, great. <clears throat> yeah, so he's just a reckoner, basically. He's, he's the single horse of the apocalypse. Also, there's like a last minute thing that just boy is it stupid. Because I talked about this, I revealed this. I, like I played my hand a little early on this, but it's it's blackjack. It's 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 the dealer explaining blackjack's cutie mark to them by saying that like no one ever understood what your cutie mark actually was because everyone was assuming that because there were playing cards that it meant poker or or blackjack. But like blackjack is actually infamously terrible at gambling. And the explanation given is that because they have tarot card significance, and it rattles off some bullshit about what, what tarot cards they represent. And, like, specifically, uh, the origin of how Blackjack, like, got her cutie mark is one of those things where, like, if this was a better story, this kind of, like, this would be one of those kind of, like, despair-inducing uh, moments that, like, in the hands of a better character and a better writer, I, like, would, I could buy. It's revealed that, like, Blackjack isn't victory. Her, her, and, her, and her, it isn't death either. It's, it's, she, like, because the reveal of her cutie mark is that, like, she got it when, like, she was going to play, she was going to play, she was playing cards with, with friends, and she, uh, she, she was trying to avoid the, uh, like, uh, security patrols because it meant, like, detainment for, for a month. And it came down to between her and one of her friends that she made, uh, who's, She's lost, like, she's forgotten her name. It's been so long and so traumatic of an event happened. So they just call her Hatches. Died because the, you know, the, the, the whole rule with it was, like, last, the person who loses has to leave uh, first to get caught by the cops. And Hatches does her a solid and decides to go herself instead. Instead of getting caught by the cops, a malfunctioning crushes Hatches legs behind her and kills her. Uh, and it's really gruesome and it takes a long time for her to die. And, like, it reveals that, like, Blackjack's special talent isn't, like, victory. It's specifically, like, fortune from others, which, like, it's, I guess you have to be in a very specific kind of mindset that I, that I, I guess I can sort of grok of the idea of, like, if this was handled with a better character, the idea that, like, no, all of the, like, all, like, it wasn't just because I was making, like, stupid decisions. It was that, like, people were dying for my sake and, like, that, and that is like some some sort of like ambient effect of being around me and the idea of a character who's just like literal literal like like literally like toxic on a like spiritual metaphysical level uh and that's why everyone around her dies is like like i said in the you thought you'd only killed one dozen two babies but in truth all were two babies everyone you've ever met was a tube baby that you (laughs) are responsible for killing but that's what I mean, is it's not handled with any particular grace, but I could totally, like, I could totally buy this with a better character who's, like, if this was a character who actually, like, tried to do the right thing all the time, but, like, was being constantly being crushed by the endless, like, wheel of the apocalypse, and then only to find out that, like, they are the apocalypse, like, they are, they're a walking personification of, like, entropy and despair themselves, and it but it goes everything against their own moral, like, moral landscape is super interesting as an idea to me, at least. Like, you are you are fate-bound to be, like, destructive and cancerous in a way that you can't control, but, like, it's subtle enough that you didn't know, and there was no way you could have known, and it would, like, because it would just, like, damage you as a person if you actually, like, like, if you were a good person who couldn't, like, but everyone just kept dying around you, and it was actually your fault in a way that you really couldn't control. Like, like I said, I'm giving the story too much credit, but, you know, we're at the, we're at the fucking, you know, <laughs> we're at the 10-yard line. Like, fuck it. Uh, there's nothing else else really interesting to talk about in this in this chapter. Because after this, Blackjack's like, so I forgot to explain what Glory's stupid third option actually was. And what it was is, so the whole plan revolves around, like, a rock hitting into, into, into the eater and blowing it up. But, if you only destroy some of the shields, it won't kill. It won't kill the earth. It'll only kind of crash into it and disperse all the energy up into space. Even though none of that actually works or makes any sense, but fuck it, whatever. It's option three. So Blackjack's plan is she has to like, like again, like a video game, like dodge the eater and its minions while like going from like shield to shield, destroying it with moonstone bullets, and like. 
all the while, like, there's this, like, like I said, there's this weird meta moment where, like, the Eater of Souls is throwing, like, basically alternate realities at Blackjack. She's, like, throwing her into a mental space where she's, like, she wakes up and she's in a completely different world. Like, this doesn't work because we've seen this trick so many goddamn times in this story. But, but, like, it kind of almost works because, like, if you interpret, like, the Eater is almost accidentally a, like, commentary on the author's, like, inability to tell the story correctly. And <laughs> it becomes this baffling meta-narrative where, like, the ending is stalling itself out of desperate need to never want to actually finish the story. And in doing so, it's, like, the only plan that the, the author, insert villain, can think of is to, like, generate new bullshit like set pieces and bullshit uh uh bottle episodes oh, to man, throw the protagonist breaking <laughs> oh man oh that's pretty heartbreaking yeah that's and that like and 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 but because they're they're so they're they're so shoddily designed like there's no like blackjack easily sees through them even though like it's a perfect orb space that is like 100% fulfills some need of hers you know like she gets thrown into worlds where like all of her family's back. One of the she gets thrown into one where like Stable Ninety Nine is like back and everyone's fine and actually like her mom isn't a ra- like isn't a sexist and like everything is perfect the way she wants it to and gets thrown into a world where she's like married to married to twenty one and to to Glory and they have kids and it's all beautiful and perfect and like in the story it's always because like you know Blackjack is seen as ruse enough times and also like it's too perfect of a like of an ending anyways but like from the narrative like the 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 meta narrative perspective it's like an author desperately trying to like close the loop but also just not wanting to like just kind of trying to like throw delays until they think of something you know the protagonist prevails uh in the blighted wasteland escapes all of the mental traps and destroys enough of the of the shields except for one because of course it's not quite enough blackjack gets real toasted by the events of this anyways uh so they didn't they can't you know she can't quite do it she gets she, she gets trashed uh by the way like a lot of what destroys this mysticism and intrigue of this scene though is the fact that like the eater souls can talk and it just talks like every other divine being in the setting so badly and very much in Thou Arts. And it sucks. And also Tom ends up there. Like, because it's it's this ridiculous scene where, like, Tom gets caught and it's not quite enough. And so, like, it's, like, yelling at them as well. And uh, this, this scene is, like, desperate, but in a way that doesn't work at all for me. Like, I just don't care nearly as much as I did. Like, because I, I talked about before, like, way earlier in this podcast, like, one of the scenes that really worked for me was the scene where, like, you know, Blackjack has, like, the... Blackjack's on the boat, and they're, like, and the boat is shelling the Reapers and stuff, and, like, she's in a... She's backed into a corner in a desperate situation, like, all of her legs are broken, and she uses the, the like, the, the Trottenheimer's folly to, like, blow up the ship as the last moment of desperation. And that scene works, like, really well, in my opinion, uh, in comparison... At least in comparison to this, because, like, the stakes are so much less, like, impossible... Like, Blackjack can't lose in this scene or else the entire world is over. But you could kind of buy the idea that, like, if Blackjack fails, it's bad, but it's not unrecoverably bad. Um, so there's a lot more tension in the scene. Yeah, I'll save it for uh, the end of the episode. I, 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 I just make an, I, I want to talk about, like, how dumb the end of the world is as, as, as a stake for an adventure. Like, how... Yes. How impossible it is to care about that, but that's a whole discussion. So, what happens yes. that we, we, we get yeah, down we're almost at the all end. but one shell? Yeah, we we almost at the end. Uh, so, uh, Blackjack in her in her like in her last moments realizes like the dumb thing that Glory said, and realized that like because there was like a something that was like left on the table in an earlier a chapter about how like they say really really early on when they're building when building Blackjack. This is one of the only callbacks that like almost works. And it only really works not because it's like done, like the reminders are done particularly well, but like just because like blackjack being a robot is ever present in the story, and therefore like you're always being reminded about it just un- like con- like unconsciously. They say at, at the time when they're building you know robot blackjack that like how the hell how the hell did we have it, like how the hell did you build a like engine that could run blackjack basically? And the reveal of that is that like 
she's had a bit like she basically runs on a moonstone battery uh this entire time so so yes her heart is is made of moonstone she she's full of soul cocaine uh which like is that the explanation to why she has a bunch of weird hallucinations that we can't place the origin of because that would be stupid pulls it her fucking the orb was inside you all along I'm I'm so sad that I remembered this scene way cooler than it actually was, though, because I forgot she puts it into the gun and fires because I thought it was way more of an interesting thing of like, you know, pulling out her like robotic engine heart and then it's just kind of like, you know, physically slamming it into the eater since it's moonstone and it's made of star metal. and It's all reactive. Like, it's just it's, you know, it's like the like literally like. You know, with Hell's Heart, I stab at thee, but I just remembered the scene being cooler than it was. But anyways, Blackjack destroys the shield, and then the then Tom uh, ghost punches uh, the Eater, because why not? Uh, and they explode, and it like blows up the dam. They have all the water uh, from covering the core. So uh, there's this, like, I don't know, like, it's it's so dumb and contrived. Like, the Eater getting blown up is so irrelevant because it, like, is dying and saying sad things. Like, I don't want to die and I'm sorry. Uh, and it's the uh, last Too moments. bad and no, you're not. You're, you're yeah. sorry you're dying. It's, like, like, it's so contrived and there's so much bullshit happening. But, like, the last scene of, like, Blackjack's, like, final moments where, like, the water is filling into the core and she's in this blasted out crater and there's, like, an entire cosmos of tiny souls lifting up into the sky from the ears souls in the final moments of the scene as like the whole as the water wall it like overtakes the area of like we seeing like it like the scene lifting away from blackjack's perspective and becomes like third person narrative and in a way that's like more subtle than it usually is and we getting to see like even blackjack's soul going up into meeting into the orb cacophony uh, as it floats away, is like at least an ending. Like it's 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 dumb and poetic and sentimental in a way that the story is never is is very rarely capable of. So I'm gonna give it its points where I think it's due. Of at least there's this like very dramatic way of saying that like yes, Blackjack is actually dead this time. Oh, I'm so sure. We haven't seen we but but we haven't seen that before, have we? <laughs> of course not. But like I, you know what I mean? Like it's just like if you're gonna call this the final chapter and this is the death of Blackjack, and like it's this big dumb symbolic thing that maybe means something, but who cares? Like I can almost buy it. The epilogue on the other hand, uh, ruins all of this. It ruins so much more. So I've talked about the epilogue a lot of times, and I'm not sure if I really like explained part of the reason why the epilogue is so bad is because it is all of the unfinished aborted things that were supposed to go into project horizons before the end apparently the editors really wanted to keep in uh it's mostly like a bunch of homages to their own ocs and like setups to villains that would have just been even stupider than the ones we already have amazing and a setup for like a sequel that this story desperately doesn't fucking need or deserve, <laughs> or deserve. <laughs> Very important does not deserve. But that'll have to come uh, next week when we do our final wrap up and anticipation. But yeah, you wanted to get in some final words before we uh, call this over. The end of the world is a shitty stake. As a rule, nobody gives a shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Chiefly because nobody expects you to pull that trigger. And if you do, then like, okay, well, I guess nothing else can happen then. <laughs> like, like then, then, then you're cutting yourself off from like doing anything uh, past this point. Um, you've, you've, you've either like completely locked off the setting to, to anybody else, including yourself to access or you've locked off the setting from anybody else, including yourself, to access because you've turned it into a different setting. It's yes. it's um, so like you can't you can't pull the trigger. Like nobody expects you to have the guts to pull the trigger because it would be a mistake. Um, so nobody gives a shit about the end of the world. Uh, it it it, uh, it if if you're dumb or or just inexperienced, um, it can seem like it's the biggest conceivable stake, but it's too big. It's too big for anybody to care. 
um, because no matter how much you try, um, uh, everybody who's familiar with more than one story uh, knows that you're you can't put you're not going to pull the trigger on that. It's 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 inevitable. Uh, this is something I found out when I was like eleven, <laughs> and 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 like in in some sort of like improvisit like i can't remember what it was but i was in a, in a in a in a group of a bunch of other students we were building some sort of creative writing thing and like somebody said hey let's have the villain win but he but he ends the world yeah so but huh <laughs> like, you can do that and and that led me to like have to confront like the the the, the consequences how how lame ending the world is and um i will also say specifically in the context of a post-apocalyptic setting Ending the world is doubly shitty and stupid because, like, kind of the appeal of the post-apocalyptic genre is the aftermath and, like, how people pick the pieces back up again and how they survive. And it's a lot of, like, more personal stories rather than, like, giant settings sweeping up, like, catastrophes. So, like, don't do that. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm, a, I'm especially of the mind that, like, especially in, in FOE, like, like, <laughs> this is this is me just just talking to the FOE writers of 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 our podcast listening base. Is that you really should be trying to make your setting like your your particular contribution to the story as small as possible. Like I don't mean that it, you shouldn't make it matter. I'm just saying that like you should focus on trying to make a story that is like locked to a particular region because we've already had a big spanning like, sweeping apocalyptic story it's called fall of equestria there's not really much <laughs> can, there's not really much you can add to that so like i think you're just better off like i think we're a lot of the like we're a lot of the like uh the pudding really is in this in this setting is telling like nuanced little character uh, studies and stuff or little little setting studies of little locations about how they like how they handle the apocalypse how the characters handle the apocalypse what like different challenges they handled from different locations the kind yeah, of little like, small factions that stuff and and fallout benefits a lot from like the western genre like it has a lot of callbacks to it and yes. any given epic western like any any remembered western is all like the stakes are what is to happen with a treasure that is buried somewhere what is yeah. the fate of a town um yeah, exactly and and you can easily pull the trigger on like any number, like the, it, it could pan out in any number of ways. Like the hero could could die saving the town. The hero could survive having failed the town. The hero could, um, air quote, save the town, but it's a pirate victory because the the battle destroyed everything that made it worth uh, living in. Um, any number of things can happen from that. But if it's if the stakes are the entire world, there's only one outcome. <laughs> Uh, nothing. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to say that, like, while while we were recording this podcast, while Fi was talking about the the non sombers non stakes of the of, of the double apocalypse of the end of all things, um, I, I kind of think there's two ways you can do it. One, make the stakes something else. Like like I, I was I was being haunted by the memory of uh, of Demon Slayer. Like I talked about it previously on this podcast, but it's a, it's a it's a great manga um, because the final stakes the the stakes of the final showdown. What will happen if the heroes lose? Nothing, and it's horrifying. The the, <laughs> the 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 stakes of the battle are the status quo. Like if 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 the heroes fail this this mission, fail to win here and now, everything will have been for nothing. The 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 horrible nightmare state of uh, uh, default state of the world will continue on. Um, and and everybody's deaths will have been for nothing. It will be a millennia before anybody has a chance to try this again. And so those are high stakes. It's tense. Um, and and the other choice you can make in in terms of this, if you're dead set on making uh, the stakes the end of the world, then um, my advice is to uh, go all in on pulling the trigger. And you can't do that with Fallout Equestria. If you're a Fallout Equestria fanfic writer, you're playing in a sandbox that's bigger than you. So you are a dick <laughs> to, to try and say that nobody like nobody else gets to come after you. This really is just somber, like, spinning with their arms out, trying to hit every kid they can see. Um, <laughs> if in a non-big uh, sandbox collaborative world project, you're writing a, a story and the stakes are the end of the world... 
then my advice to you is every story like that that's been mem- remembered, unless it's part of like, no, actually, yeah, every story like that's, that's been remembered. Like Marvel has done it uh, several times, and those are popcorn memories that will fade from 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 the public consciousness in in a, in a decade or so. No one will remember fucking Ultron. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, um, if if you want to have your story be remembered at all or have any impact on anybody, then commit to pulling the trigger. If the stakes are the end of the world, then end the fucking world. Or just don't do it. Either either go all out or don't. That's your two options. So, uh, fuck. This is basically the last episode of uh, this. Um, you can... Well, you know, we're going to still keep going. Like this, this podcast isn't over. It's just like, it's going to transform we're, we're into gonna, a, we're gonna do the plan an entire is. different thing. After this next episode, come for the wrap up where we cry about uh, cry laughing, hopefully about the terrible, like (laughs) uh, uh, my editors desperately wanted this to be the story, but I was fucking done. Uh, uh, Epilogue. Uh, And after that, we, we enter the bizarro lands. Uh, We, we, we flip the script and I have to read the original (laughs) FOE. And and five comments on 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 what that does to my brain. <laughs> We're gonna hate it and it's gonna suck because it's gonna destroy my soul. <laughs> like I know that's exactly how this is gonna pan out. Like I don't just... know. I don't know. Neither of us know. Nor does the audience. Tune in to find out. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah. Uh. Oh, we've. Uh, Jingles is here in a corner, and he's kind of morose about like he's he's smoking a cigarette. He's got a got a letter on the table next to him, so I'm just gonna go over there. And uh, yeah. you doing okay, Jingles? Um, so we've got this letter that was labeled extravaganza, but was was meant to be read a little earlier, and um, it's it's very long, uh, and it's by an anonymous uh, writer and. I gotta say, if if you had any like questions for us or or points of disagreement, we couldn't parse it. You 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 seem to put a lot of qualifiers ahead of of anything you wanted to say. Um, so thanks for listening, and I'm glad you agree. Uh, but there is there is there is one point that Phi wanted to to, to touch yeah. upon. Yeah, it's it's a it's something of a like uh, myth. I'm gonna call it. It's it's not. It's not quite a myth. It's it's one of those things where there, there, it's a it's a half truth that a lot of the like community believes, which is that th- there there is a half truth that Project Horizons was endorsed by the original author King Cat, which is kind of tenuous at best. It because the only thing the only thing I know that has ever been concretely said by the original author about Project Horizons is that they read some of it. They specifically read like 10 to 15 chapters of Project Horizons, which is not enough to get a good sense of anything about Project Horizons, in my opinion, outside of it just kind of sucks. That isn't quite the ringing endorsement that people like to pretend it is, because that's a very common thing about it, is that like, oh, Project Horizons is the canon sequel to a Fallout Equestria. It's like, no, it's not. They the other just said that they read it. I don't even remember if they said anything in the affirmative whether they liked it or not. They just the only thing I remember of the post was just that they read it, and people just really ran with that, and it's kind of persisted as a sort of like myth within the community since then. So like I don't know, it's it's not it's not really uh, poised at the uh, at the uh, email writer as so much as it is just kind of a me trying to debunk something that is kind of persisted in this community for way too long. Project Horizons is not the sequel to Fallen Questria. It just pretends it is. It's certainly uh, as, written as, like it is. Yeah, as we pointed out. Like and the the myth feeds into Somber's dark project of of hideous revisionism. Uh so all that said, podcast is, is still going even though we've uh basically beaten him. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we won. We lived we won. We got all the way to the end, uh, and and after this, it's just the end zone dance, and then moving on to the <laughs> next one. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, send your congratulations to uh, uh, two Twitter accounts with the incredibly, the incredibly uh, not safe for work. Thou art fine. Uh, I'm about to hit the... ten thousand followers. Isn't that nuts, folks? 
Um, sorry, uh, or the, just... the dubiously unsafe. Like, I really have no idea what I'm doing with it. Send, send your recommendations as to what to do with my Twitter account and if I should be hornier uh, to at Weirdington E uh, on Twitter uh, or email us at Weirdington ESQ at gmail.com. Yes, uh, title it extravaganza, or well, I guess you don't really necessarily. Yeah, you don't have to because like, we're we're here. We're going to be doing a big email um, wrap up. So, like, if there's anything we missed, especially I missed, because uh, I can I can clarify stuff um, as I am, uh, we, like, we super do need your emails this time. Like this, if this this is the time, uh, most definitely send those emails so that we'll like have stuff to talk about next step in the in the in the final in in the end zone dance. <laughs> I think um, I might be the only person in the world right now who's read this story twice. <laughs> and that includes the fucking author. Um, God, I hope you're right. Oh, I don't want to think about the I, kind of person. I just read 1.5 million words for a podcast. <laughs> I feel like I just punched God. Uh... Uh, it uh, uh, needs to be noted that Black Lives Matter, uh, and the yes. fact, uh, uh, all lives cannot matter until Black Lives do, and and Black Lives, in fact, cannot matter until trans Black Lives do. Yes. Um, uh, an injury one is, to one is an injury, and all and call cops are bastards. Uh, uh, Support uh, your local community. Get involved. Get invested. Stay safe. Watch out uh, for each other. So, Fi, I've been asking you a question this entire podcast. Yes, I think I might have an answer. Fine. Yes, well, uh-huh. You think this was all a great idea, and that uh, you're <laughs> one of my best friends? Uh, and I love doing this, and look forward to doing the yeah. next one. And I love you too, buddy. Uh, so, see everybody. See you next next uh, next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.